Chisaki Kakehi sat before a judge, waiting for the jurisdiction of her sentence. Never before had she really thought about what would happen if she got caught. Did she regret it? No, not really. Did she feel guilty for what she did? Nah, just another turn in life of what was going to be her new norm. Was she scared? Absolutely, positively not. That's why she hired good lawyers. And even if she was stuck in jail her whole life or was sentenced to death, she really could care less. And she told the judge exactly that, as a matter of fact. In the end, she lived her life, killed four guys, maybe 10, but the judges didn't need to know that. And she might be developing dementia, which will happily wipe off her memories in years to come. So all in all, she was as cool as a cucumber. She was, after all, dubbed the Black Widow. I'm Joyce Grace, and this is Shots of Endorphins. On today's episode, we're going to be diving into this very interesting story about a woman dubbed as the Black Widow. And no, this is not the Avengers Reform Black Widow story, so there won't be any redeeming qualities on this character, unfortunately. This is based on a true story, and all the contents of this episode comes from thorough research done to bring you all the best information there is. Now, back to this unique story of the Black Widow. Chisaki Kakehi was born in Saga Prefecture, Japan, and later grew up in Kitakyushu City located in Fukuoka Prefecture. She joined Higashizuki High School, which was a traditional school and was encouraged to go on to Kyushu University. However, she later abandoned going to the university because of her parents' opposition and was then employed in the city bank. In 1969, at the age of 23, Chisaki got married to her first husband and lived in Kaizuka City, in which they ran a print factory. She lived a good 25 years with her husband, before sadly enough he passed away of illness in 1994. From there on, she tried to live her life, sometimes dating here and there. Fast forwarding into later years, it was 2007, she was 60, and in depth of 40 million yen which was equivalent to $360,000. With nothing else to do, she met a seven-year-old man named Toshiaki Suehiro. Suehiro very much became enamored with Chisaki. They went out on many dates, and eventually he introduced his children, showing her the trust he had in Chisaki. What he didn't know was that that was exactly what she was waiting for. She convinced him to add her into his life insurance policy, just in case something happened, and to be on the safe side, you know? And she took good care of him too. He took many health supplements and she kindly reminded him of it, slipping in a cyanide capsule and letting him know it was one of the neurovitamins that would help him. So meanwhile, they went out to eat one day, less than 15 minutes after lunch, Suihiro collapsed unconscious on the street. By the time an ambulance arrived, he was gasping, completely lost of breath. Like the good partner she was, Chisaki accompanied Suahiro onto the hospital. Weirdly enough, she gave herself a pseudonym, Hiraoka, when she spoke to the medical staff and even to Suahiro's family. At the hospital, doctors found he was close to death after suffering from internal asphyxiation. Suahiro survived, the only one of Chisaki's four victims to do so, but was left with 
incurable higher dysfunction and visual impairments. Sadly, or maybe luckily for Chisaki, he passed away a year and a half later of an unrelated illness, making him her first victim. But Chisaki wasn't done. She was already eyeing for her next victim. And it didn't come fast though, as she was very cautious on who to pick. Masanori Honda was in good shape for being 71 years old. By 2011, his diabetes had subsided to a mild status, and he often frequented sports clubs. He was a man with time, money, and absolutely loved his motorcycle. And I have to say, maybe he shouldn't have been too infatuated with that bike, but that's for later. Anyway, Chisaki found her next perfect target. She made her way and it's to say that Honda was under her spell as well and he fell hard. Within a year or so, the couple told friends they planned to get married. So on March 9, 2012, she met Honda at a store. Then the two went on to their separate ways. After 5 p.m. that afternoon, he lost consciousness while riding a motorcycle. Less than two hours later in the hospital, doctors confirmed his death. See why I said he really shouldn't have been too attached to that bike? Well, just like her other victim, she was already searching for her next target. Actually, she probably had another prey ready since she was secretly dating other men before Honda's death. Clearly, she was not into him. So signing up with a dating agency, she met her third victim. It's to say, Minoru Hiyoki struggled with loneliness and a relapse of lung cancer in his later years. But by July 2013, life was looking up. His cancer had been almost completely treated by radiation therapy and he felt fantastic. But what was even better was that the 75 year old had a new love boo. The ever faithful Hiyoki appeared devoted to Shisaki, writing to her in an email that he wanted to stay together forever. They were close, often eating together and spending the night in each other's homes. But their honeymoon phase ended on September 20th, when the couple went out to dinner one evening. And just like her first victim, Hiyoki took health supplements, in which Shisaki also helped him supply, slipping in her own cyanide vitamin capsule. They had finished their meal when all of a sudden, Hiyoki lost unconsciousness. By the time an ambulance arrived, he was also gasping for air. And despite knowing he had children and had recovered from his cancer, Chisaki blatantly lied to the ambulance crew claiming he had no family and was suffering terminal lung cancer. When they offered the resuscitation procedure, she refused permission to resuscitate him, making him die within two hours. But Chisaki wasn't finished yet. I know this lady had nerves of steel. Before the lid of the coffin was even shut, she was already dating another man. In November 2013, just two months after Hiyoki's death, she had already married her next and final victim, Isao Kakehi. If that's not bold enough, just barely a month after the wedding, she was already dating another man in secret. But Isao was none the wiser and seemed renewed with enthusiasm for life. In email exchanges and messages, he told his new wife he wanted to do their best to enjoy a bright second life and live long. I don't think she got the message across though. Within weeks of their marriage, Isao suffered cardiopulmonary arrest shortly after eating dinner at home with his new wife. Chisaki, ever the loyal wife, called the ambulance, rushed him to the hospital, but he died just an hour later. 
With this many death holes running along her name, authorities didn't rouse suspicion until this last victim. See, in Japan, it's not common for someone to run an autopsy. Actually, you can say it's almost rare for there to be an investigation, but after seeing this woman one too many times, authorities had decided they should start an investigation upon the death of this man and the others as well. What they revealed was absolutely ghastly. Isao showed lethal amounts of cyanide ions in his heart, blood, and stomach, as well as an erosion in his stomach. So days after his death, authorities warranted Chisaki's apartment finding health supplements, pills, and empty capsules, indicating that she had emptied the health supplements and refilled them with cyanide that had been grounded to powder. In August 2014, investigators discovered their smoking gun in Isao's apartment. Buried in a potted plant, Chisaki had thrown out a plastic bag which contained traces of cyanide. The color of the bag and its contents suggested the cyanide had been buried for several months, and the same type of plastic zipper storage bag was found in her apartment. It was later found out that she had obtained the cyanide from her job at the printing factory. Two months later, police arrested Chisaki. After interrogations over numerous months, Chisaki eventually confessed to poisoning Honda, Hiyoki, and Sorohiro with cyanide capsules as well. But what confused many authorities was why Chisaki Kakehi killed these men. It was obvious that Sorohiro's death, she was able to pay her debt and live comfortably. And the only pattern they found was that they were all single, with no one to really rely on, and in need of a life companion. Not to say they were also well off. So well off, she was able to obtain up to at least 800 million yen, which was equivalent to 7.3 million dollars. But when she came upon the judge, all the Black Widow said was, I killed my husband. I have no intentions of hiding the guilt. I will laugh it off and die if I am sentenced to death tomorrow. Interesting, huh? It's like that saying goes, appearances can be deceiving, and clearly age does not matter either. There will always be people like Chisaki looking to scam individuals who are lonely and looking for someone to spend time with, and there will also be dangerous people lurking to harm others just like she did. Be careful with who you interact with, take time to get to know them, be smart about it, and sometimes it's good to be cautious around others. And if your gut is screaming at you in warning, listen to it. This episode of Shots of Endorphins was produced and scripted by me, Joyce Grace, and a shout out to my research team. You can also follow the show on Facebook and Instagram by searching up Shots of Endorphins or subscribing to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other streaming services you're listening to. And when you do, don't forget to shoot me a greeting. It's nice to meet new people. As always, thanks for listening. And don't forget to smile. <laughs>